0: Good morning, Leaf fans. Are you ready for some Stanley Cup playoff hockey action? I certainly am. The Leafs and Bruins will tangle in the first round of the postseason. Game one, Thursday night, In Boston, I think the Leafs are going to take it to the Bruins, overwhelm them with their offense, exercise the demons, still lingering from 2013, put away the Bruins, and move on to the second round, and who knows what happens after that. Mike Augello, I'm thinking he disagrees with me, but we'll get his absolute take. He's in Toronto covering the Maple Leafs, who are practicing as they prepare for those Bruins. The Leafs' combo starting now.
1: Mr. Agelo, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Norman. Uh, I'm fine. Just made my way up the QEW, and I'm sitting in uh, beautiful downtown Etobicoke (laughs) uh, waiting for the Maple Leafs practice. Beautiful downtown
0: Etobicoke. Lucky you, my friend. Mornings in Etobicoke. They are bliss. (laughs) Well, yes,
1: well, not not the most exciting, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bliss... List for Maple Leafs fans in the next, what, 72 hours, the Leafs will uh, get their playoff run started against the Boston Bruins. The Bruins losing 4-2 to the Florida Panthers uh, in the regular season finale, essentially situating themselves in a first-round matchup with the Leafs. Uh, in the opener, I mentioned that uh, my prediction is the Leafs in six over the Bruins. I'm not sure you agree, based on our recent conversations Uh, But let's get started here. Are you excited for uh, Boston-Toronto in the first round?
1: I'm excited. I think it's going to be a much different series than a Tampa-Toronto series would have been. Uh, I, I heard it described to me as, you know, Tampa was basically Toronto with a better defense and more experience. And I agreed with that assessment. In this instance, I think, Toronto's speed is going to give Boston trouble and Boston's uh, propensity for injuries over the last you know month to six weeks you know might be a factor but I you can't mm-hmm. doubt the experience of the, of this of the Bruins and that core group that they have is essentially the core group that beat the Leafs Five years ago in 2013, and won a Stanley Cup in 2011. Bergeron, Marchand, uh, Tuca Rask, and Zdeno Chara. I mean, they're all, they're all there. They're all still there, and they're all still good. So, I think the, the Leafs are going to have a uh, a task in front of them. I'm not going to make a prediction until probably uh, Wednesday or Thursday, but right now I'm leaning towards a long series and probably a Bruins victory. But I'm, I'm not sure yet.
0: I'm having trouble with the Bruins' victory, Mike. The Leafs' offense is so overwhelming. That team from 2013 mm. should just be forgotten about sure. because uh, other than what the Tyler Bozak and, and Nazem Kadri who were still trying to find their way in the NHL, right. this team is so much different. That team was Joffrey Lupuls and and Dion Phaneufs and Phil Kessels whenever he wanted it to be. Um, James Reimer, who was the the not the lovable loser, but, you know, the guy that everybody felt sorry for always victimized by the press and the fans. And um, you know, it never really seemed like he was able to get out of his own head. Mm. He was a good goaltender, but he was just, he's a, he's a, he's a backup or a first string when, uh, for a team that's desperate, totally, totally different club oh. now run by a, a, to- a totally, a different coach with a different mindset. And you have mm. Austin Matthews out there. This is a point of game guy. If he played 82 games this year, Mike, mm-hmm. he would have been pushing close 45, 50 goals. This is a this is a new team. It's a new culture. You you mentioned the core four from that run back in 2011. Um, time's ticking on all of those guys, and I have a feeling this is an opportunity for the Maple Leafs to exercise demons and also uh, supplant Boston as that team that um, if you want to make a at hey in the Eastern Conference. You you can go through Boston, but you're going to have to get through Toronto next, and I think they're going to make that statement uh, over the next.
1: I mean, no no doubt that it's a different team. There's only five players left from that 2013 squad: Kadri, Van Riemsdyk, like Bozak, uh, Leo Komaroff, and and Jake Gardner. That's that's not what I'm saying. And and yeah, okay. In yeah. in the instance that uh, you know, in the Austin Matthews era in the regular season the Leafs are seven and one against the Bruins and Freddie Anderson is 10 and one in his career against the Bruins. So, you know, those, Mm -hmm. those statistics, those, you know, that, that would lead you to believe that this is going to be a close series. And I I do believe Mm -hmm. that, but what I, what I'm saying is, is that that core group from the Bruins is still there and still great. I mean Bergeron yeah. and Marchand and Chara are still linchpins of that franchise, and I and mm-hmm. I give I give the Leafs a, a good chance. I mean they, they they don't have the experience, but they have the talent, they have the offensive ability, mm-hmm. they have the goaltending. I just don't know whether they can fight through what the Bruins can put up in terms of a defensive performance in the playoffs. They have mm-hmm. the experience, and we don't know whether the Leafs defense can withstand you know the the attack. Yeah. Brilliance. Yeah, we,
0: we, we can't afford to have any uh, circus acts performed by Jake Gardner. I mean, he, he, let, let's hope that guys like let's, – let's hope that that, four, that group of five of Maple Leafs who were there for game seven to witness that heartbreak haven't forgotten that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, maybe it's they who lead the charge against Boston um, spiritually, emotionally. We we know you you can't get too ramped up uh, in any sport or or you're just not gonna be thinking straight. And you're not gonna be able to perform to the best of your abilities. But you know, there's a there's a lot at stake here um for for I think there's more pressure on the Maple Leafs here to make that step forward as opposed to Boston. Remember, Boston didn't get off to the greatest start this past season. The Leafs did get off to a great start. And Boston and for a lot there had always been conversations, uh, especially over the last year and a half, whether Boston's core was about to combust and maybe it was time for a, a bit of a change when when things weren't looking so good in terms of uh, wins and losses for the Bruins but they turned it around and you could make an argument that despite that core four the, the expectation of the Maple Leafs being where they are was um, a lot greater than the expectation of Boston considering their start so I think there's a lot at stake here for the Maple Leafs. It would be nice to see that five who were around five years ago to witness that horror show lead the lead the charge here and have the star players who had nothing to do with it. I mean, you've got Nylander, you've got Marner, you have Matthews. Let's not forget, Patrick Marleau wasn't a part of that series against the Capitals last year. He was playing for San Jose. Ron Hainsey was uh, part of the Pittsburgh Penguins run to another Stanley Cup. While these guys are at the in the twilights of their career, we don't know how they are going to apply themselves to this series with Boston and how they're going to hopefully benefit the Maple Leafs. So I think um, while the pressure is on the Maple Leafs, I believe to push forward and supplant Boston as that next elite team in the Eastern conference, they also have a lot of guys who weren't around in 2013 who can help chip in and support the five who want to exercise those, de- those demons. I'm just analyzing yeah. it. I'm just – trying to, uh, you know, uh, break this thing down and figure out a way the Maple Leafs might be able to have a path to the second round and – um, that's that's what I'm thinking right now,
1: Mike. Well, three of the five are going to have an extremely important role. I mean, Gardner. I mean, Gardner. The funny thing is, traditionally, he's played his best against the Bruins. They can't seem to, you know, um, to handle the, his speed and uh, uh, his offense. Mm-hmm. Ste- stepping up offensively, uh, it, it, as and he, I know that he's his career-wise, he's played his best hockey against against Boston. But the th- three of those five players that you were mentioning, they're on the top power play, Kadri. Van Riemsdyk and Bozak, and the difference in this series could be that power play, it being effective, it being able to score with regularity. Because we know that Boston will be more physical. We know that Boston will probably try to uh, intimidate or muscle up on some of the Leaf forwards. And if they do, there's going to be power plays. in the Leafs, the only way they're going to they're going to be able to stop Boston from doing that is to score on the power play. And if they do, then Boston will have to throttle back a little bit. And if they don't, Boston will, will try to run them through the run them through the rink.
0: I, I just think the Leafs' offense—it's—it's um, it's overwhelming and second in the second in the league, Mike. And do you really think the Leafs' offense was firing at one hundred percent, all cylinders this year? We—they lost Austin Matthews for twenty games. Well, and they were the second highest scoring team in the league. And again, this isn't this this, this isn't the Joffrey Lupo Leafs where it was a total gong show on, on the defensive end. They're ironing things out. And I don't want to seem overly optimistic. I'm not telling you the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup. I think they're going to at some point in the next several seasons. Maybe it starts this year. But there's a chance this year, and you can make a case for the Maple Leafs having success. It's not a wing and a prayer. I mean, you're not trying to catch lightning in a bottle. This team has the capabilities of greatness. I think that greatness is achieved once this team figures out just how good it can be. And, I'm I'm really looking forward to this series because I I have no, I don't hate Boston. Um, you know I think it's I think uh, it's a great sports town. It's an overrated city. Um, I don't think the, a lot of the people there, are, you know, are overly understanding of anything that happens outside of Massachusetts. Um, so I don't really have Leafs just totally clobbering them if they if it does come to that. I'm not going to feel any pathos for the Bruins or their fans considering the success of that market and you know what I think is the the naivete coming from that market typically as well so if it happens that way the Leafs kick the crap out of them great if the Leafs get booted uh, by Boston uh, by contrast then boy Mike Babcock and Lou and and Brendan and all the guys have uh, some work to do to figure out what went wrong and what holes they need to plug with a, a, a more efficient sufficient type of player going forward because let's face it this team really can't be taking any steps back the start of their run towards great success uh, has already begun and they can take a huge leap forward with a win over the Bruins in round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I,
1: I think there's, I mean, obviously I think there's pressure on the Bruins because the Bruins uh, came one point away from winning uh, not the president's trophy, but home ice advantage in the Eastern conference. They've had an excellent year Um uh, you know, and and we know the the pedigree of some of the players on the on this roster, mm-hmm. and, and you know they won one Stanley Cup and got to another Stanley Cup final. So um, you know, I, I think there's pressure on them to succeed after losing in the first round last year to to Ottawa, which I think was an upset. And there is pressure on Toronto because it's Toronto, and now they've made the playoffs two years in a row, and you've got all these. Extremely talented, high—you know—you high, know—high-scoring forwards and Neilander and Marner and Matthews, and people are hungry for playoff success and they're expecting results. But you know, even right. if they lose this series, you know the—you know—this team is on a positive track and this team is—you know—leaps and bounds where they were a few years ago, and it's going to be up to you know Mike Babcock and Lou Lamorello if they do lose it. To make those adjustments, but you know, I think it's—I think it's a pick'em series, right? Like I said, right now I'm leaning towards sure. Boston, but it's not impossible that the Leafs could win this series. It's not—it's not like Philadelphia beating Pittsburgh or Colorado beating Nashville. It's not—they're they are a, a dark horse. They're not yeah. an underdog. Uh,
0: the Leafs had 105 points, second highest scoring team in the league. They didn't even score the amount of goals they should have. They have clear clear deficiencies on the back end, but this isn't that same uh, fire wagon, irresponsible uh, hockey style that the Leafs played several years ago under Randy Carlisle. Mike Babcock is behind the bench. Um, they have uh, the older some older guys uh, on the, in the final stages of their careers who would probably like to go out with a, a decent little run with the biggest and most important hockey team on the planet. And then you have these savages up front. You have Kadri, who's who's uh, a lot wiser. Um, Jake Gardner, who 50 plus points, Morgan Riley's back there. Mike, I I, I just, I, I think anybody who um, is, is ref 2013 collapse and, and trying to uh, relate it to how the Maple Leafs may perform over the next couple of weeks is, is, is just using history as, as a crutch to um, make an excuse for why Bruins will beat the Leafs. And I, I think it, one really doesn't have much to do with the other, other than the five who were on the ice that night. Um, probably wanting personally to exercise those demons and and uh, make themselves feel better by uh, winning the series over Boston. Um, let's another thing too. Phil Kessel is not a part of the Maple Leafs. He's won two cups with the Penguins. That 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 trade and, and 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 that that topic that that sensibility that that feeling of, of you know jealousy or. Um, condescension from from the stands in Boston. That's not going to be there this time. And we, we don't know how that may have played into the psyche and affected the Maple Leafs negatively uh, in 2013. Remember, that, that group wasn't exactly confident. I think these Maple Leafs are, are pretty confident. Ask Mitch Marner if he, if he thinks he's inferior to Patrice Bergeron or, or Brad Marchand. I don't think so. These guys think they can win. They and um, I, I think they have the. Uh, I, I think they have that skill and talent. If the Leafs wouldn't be surprised, but if they win the series, I'm not going to be surprised either. And uh, quietly, I'm pretty confident that the Maple Leafs can get this thing done. Just a couple more minutes, Mike, because I know you have a, a busy day ahead covering the Maple Leafs ahead of their playoff action against the Boston Bruins, starting Thursday in Boston, then Saturday in Boston, Monday back home. You know that. Toronto is just going to be absolutely nuts. And Mike, I don't know how much you follow basketball, but the Raptors just clinched first place in the Eastern Conference. They may win 60 games this year. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they haven't looked good against LeBron James, but you just know we we could have a couple of teams um, in this market going deep into the playoffs uh, as the sun starts shining and the temperatures rise. um, This could be a fantastic, uh, nice little spring period for sports um, in the big smoke. What is the coach matchup here, Mike? uh Butch Cassidy and Mike Babcock i mean is do, is there anything to play in there butch cassidy had nothing to do with with that 2013 boston team over the leafs mike babcock probably heard about it and probably thinks it's a total joke is there is there going to be a posturing in terms of how how the coaching is done and do you think uh, either uh, bench boss could have an effect well, the team the series?
1: I, well I, I, I think that – I mean, you can say that the Leafs have an advantage with Babcock because – um obviously Stanley Cup winner Olympic gold winner he's you know one of the top coaches in the league Cassidy is no slouch I mean he's done very well with Boston and they have a young team they've mixed in a lot of rookies this season they've had a lot of injuries and their play has not dropped off so I would give Babcock a little bit of an advantage over Cassidy but I don't think it's going to be a difference maker in the series it's all going to come down to the players and, and injuries and, you know, I would say uh, sort of incidentals or, you know, just, just it, it's that close of a series. Um, but, you know, but, I mean, I, I'm one of the few people who do, do, doesn't think that Brandy Carlisle was a bad coach. I think, actually, Randy Carlisle was a good coach. But if you look at, look at that team in 2013, they should have never gotten to Game 7. So the fact that they did is probably a miracle. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, I think the 2013 thing is going to be a reference for the media. It's not going to be something that the, <laughs> that, the, that the fans... Uh, it's going to be something that the fans have to deal with in seeing replays of of the, those games, and probably the players will have to deal with in terms of questions from the media. But I don't think it's something that's going to be in the minds of the of the Maple Leafs simply because most of them weren't here.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be in the minds of the players. Do you honestly think Brad Marchand? Like he, people hate the guy, but he's a effective player. You know, and off the ice, I'm sure he's a decent cat. Bergeron, Tuukka Ras chara they're they're smart guys i'm not saying they're not great players they are so much like i come up through sports mike and i'll tell you how much i hated other teams but i respected the hell out of these guys you're not stupid if you have to have you have to have uh, a a basic understanding of of the of the things that are happening around you self-awareness if you're going to be successful you can't think that your adversaries are just terrible and garbage and you're 10 times better than them because you're going to get a slap in the face when you face off against them. So my point is none of those guys who were around in 13 and, and were there for that massive comeback and were a part of it. I, didn't Marchand score the goal in overtime? I, he, I, I don't know if it was him, but I'm sure he was on the ice or he was uh, <laughs> pretty excited when um, the, the Bruins came back to win that series. I don't think any of them would relate that experience and, and believe that it could duplicate itself this spring against the Maple Leafs. Again, I don't, I, these guys know that this is a different team, clearly. So it's not going to be in the minds of the players. I could see Boston media pulling up the lazy, um, you remember Boston media, they don't know anything about anything other than their own teams. I mean, that's, uh, Have you ever, I mean, you're a Yankees fan. Have you ever read Red Sox coverage? It's a total joke. Like these guys know nothing about anything other than hating on the Yankees and loving Boston and that's it. And that's just the way it is. And God bless them. It's one of the great sports markets of North America. So the, the Boston media may bring that up just to kind of rile up, um, you know, the, the yellow tooth fandom down there. And that's great. Well,
1: but, it, I, I and, can... and, and, you know, guys like, go ahead. I can tell you before, before we have to end, cause uh, we... yeah the audio on my end is, is cutting out. Um, Okay, I can say that while, while, you know, listening to Jack Edwards and uh, and Andy Brickley doing the play by play yesterday, when the final result of the game came through and uh, the Panthers had won and and the Bruins were playing the Leafs, they didn't seem happy about it. So if you if you take that as an indicator. You know they realize that the Leafs are a talented team and can score and can provide a and will provide a very tough competition for the Bruins. Not to say that New Jersey wouldn't, but I think it would have that oh, would have yeah. been an easier path for the Bruins. They know that they're going to have a tough time, and I think they realize that. And again, I think it's a pick'em series. But I'll stay tuned to my column on Hockey Buzz to see what yeah, I predict. Sure.
0: No matter who gets through that series, I think uh, either team will be better for it. Um, uh, whether it's the Leafs or Boston advancing to the second round, uh, they will have learned a lot uh, along the way. Mike, thanks so much. We'll look forward to your coverage, and I look forward to the next time we convene be- this combo. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks, Norman. Am I wrong about this Leafs and six prediction over the Bruins? I don't think I am. I'd like to know what your predictions are. Download the Anchor app, plug into the Leafs Convo, leave me a message, and I will put your message with your prediction. And if you want to talk a little smack to those Boston sports fans, I will add it into a future edition of the podcast. Do it now. Tell your friends about this podcast. Let's really ramp it up as a terrific support outlet for the Maple Brothers in what we hope is going to be a very long NHL Stanley Cup playoff run for 2018. For Mike Agiello, I'm Norm James. Thank you so much for listening to the Leafs Convo on Anchor. We'll talk to you very soon and go Leafs go.